Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is finding the right priorities. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. You're in for a treat if you're looking for the truth. If you're looking for something meaningful and something that frees you. Have you ever had a situation where you and another person have a little disagreement about something? And you almost are on the verge of anger, but then all of a sudden one person laughs and says, hey, it's not that important. And you both laugh and you're free. You walk off as friends. It's beautiful. I'll never forget. A long time ago, I lived in an apartment and the building was owned by a doctor, a very nice man. He lived above us in the house. And some movers were there and they backed up into his car. He had a beautiful Audi. They backed up into it and put a little dent in it. I think the light, the signal light or something. Then they denied that they did it and so on and so forth. But he looked at that little dent and he stood there for a moment. Then he said, oh, well, he said, it's just a car. And he walked away. It was so beautiful because that little realization freed him. Do you understand? It freed him. How many of you have a grudge against someone, something your dad said or something your dad did or didn't do or your mom said or someone else said a long time ago and you're carrying a grudge, unfinished business and it's a burden, isn't it? And then all of a sudden, a little realization, one day you realize you're there and you're yelling at your kids or something and you realize that you don't really want to yell at your kids, but you can't stop yourself. And then suddenly you realize that your parents were no different than you. They couldn't stop themselves any more than you can stop yourself now. They didn't want to yell at you or whatever they did, but something compelled them to do it. Something had been done to them when they were children, and they lost the beautiful innocence they once had. And seeing that, you can let go of your grudge. And when you let go of it, you're free. You're free to move forward. To be a good parent yourself. But if you do not let go of your grudge, which Christ called unforgiveness, if you don't let go of your grudge, then you're not free. And then you are doomed to do unto others what was done to you. Do you understand that? So now let's talk about what free frees you. It's God's grace. God gives, he gives everything power. The electrons spin. Even the electrons in the atoms spin, and the earth spins, and everything spins. And where does the spin come from? It comes from the field, the pre-time force that came forth from a singularity in a giant whoosh, extending out in lines of force that wound round and round and round, like, like yarn around a ball of yarn, round and round and round with curvature and with precession, round and round and round and round in all directions, round and round, forming the universe, which is ever-expanding, ever-getting bigger. And from this force came little particles of matter, little tiny ripples, or let's call them little tiny, um, what's the word I want? Whirlpools. Whirlpools, or eddies. 
like eddies in a pond or whirlpools, spinning round and round and round and round. And they dragged in this pre-time force, and as they dragged, they became matter. And as they became matter dragging in the force, then you had time. As the force, pre-time force, moved ahead at an unbelievable rate of speed, the dragging things made for time. And everything began to develop. So God gives everything power. And he, his power is both force and ability. He gives everything its ability. A chipmunk has certain abilities, and, and a certain type of molecule has certain abilities, and so on. And he gives humans ability also. And what's the greatest ability that he gives in his goodness and in his grace? He gives you intuition, whereby you can see in his light. And in a moment, in a lightning flash, you intuit something, and it frees you up, just like that doctor was freed up from resenting those who had broken the glass on his car. And just as a realization freed up the person who saw that her parents couldn't help themselves, it freed her up. God gave light to the universe. He created light. And he also gives spiritual light to the universe. The universe is filled with spiritual light. And your greatest ability, your greatest gift, is your ability to see in that light, to perceive in that light. If you love that light, then you will draw near to the light and bask in the warm glow of it. And from it will come realizations and understanding and freedom when you realize and see and know in God's light. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. All that would do is cramp my style. And besides, I want to set you free. I want to set you free, not tie you down with more church, more doctrines, more obligations, more labels. People say, I'm a this or I'm a that, or I'm a that or I'm a this. All it does is divide you up from the commonality, the brotherhood and sisterhood of humankind. That's all it does. I don't need any labels. I'm just a person. And I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. Now I said the universe is filled with God's light. All you must do is access that light, love that light, respond to that light, the plant. Let's say a rose. The rose loves the sun. And the rose puts up its leaves so that it might be touched by the light from the sun. And the plant lives and thrives in God's light. And how about you, O ye of little faith? How do you live and thrive if you are separate from your Creator's light? You must find His light. And it's easy. You don't have to go to a monastery. You don't have to go to a mountain in Tibet. You don't have to go out into the wilderness. You can sit quietly in your chair. If you're at home now, you may close your eyes and look at the inside of your eyelids. And you will note there are little 
pixels of light, very tiny little pixels of light, a little glow of light, sparkles of light. You see them? Do you see? That's God's light. It's always been there, but you fell away from it. You must now learn to meditate properly, to sit quietly in the morning and again at noon, if you can, and in the evening, even just for a few minutes, and watch those little pixels of light. You notice what happens when you look at those little pixels, look at them. If you're sitting at home or in your office, quietly in a chair, you can close your eyes. When you look at those little pixels of light, your imagination is gone. The images are gone. And you're in the present in God's light. It's very beautiful. And then, when you open your eyes and stretch and go about your business, whatever you do as a mom or a dad, as a worker, as a manager, as a whatever you are, a student, as you go about your life, you have a little, a little something with you that came into you from God's light. Just as the plant absorbs God's light, so does your soul. And you're better, better for it. You're a better person for it. And that light is perfectly capable of restoring you to your original purpose and guiding you on to the most wonderful things, the most wonderful adventures and realizations and understanding and spiritual truths beyond your wildest dreams. But it must begin very small, it must begin very, very small and very quiet. There must be no pride in it. There must be no hand of man, no rituals, no chanting, no drum beats, no images. Just watching those little pixels and realizing that of yourself you can do nothing. In your whole life you've been meddling, meddling in other people's lives and trying to change them and resenting them when they didn't bow to your will and wanting something from them and using them selfishly. You've been very selfish, a very, very selfish person. See that now. Don't resent seeing it. Don't resent the light that shows it to you and just see it and be be humbled by that realization. And then your new life begins, the life in God's light. See, but here's the thing, just hearing about religion, hearing about God, hearing about Jesus, is not enough. You have to experience Him in your innermost being. And what's blocking you right now from experiencing Him is undoubtedly resentment and being lost in your thoughts, lost in your daydreams and lost in your worries and doubts and fears. And so you have to learn how to stand back from those so you can get clear of them, okay? It's like being under the ocean and coming up to the surface and there's the blue sky and the puffy clouds and you take a deep breath of fresh air. That's what you need to do to come out of those daydreams that become nightmares. 
rise above them and then find reality, the blue sky and the puffy clouds and where the birds are singing. And that's why I've made a little meditation too. I've made a little meditation that has been very, very helpful to some people. It's been very helpful to me. And I think uh, could be just what, what you need if you really and truly want to get better, okay? And find out the purpose for your existence and find out just where you've been going wrong and what's been blocking you from finding all the good things that life can hold. Christ said, unless you become like a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So let go of your judgments, would you please, and your hatreds, and just be a simple person and go about your business. And get the little meditation that I have. I have a free one you can use to begin to refine God's spiritual light. It begins the moment you sit down in your chair at home and close your eyes and look at the little pixels of light. Psalm 36 verse 9 says, In your light we see light. Do you understand? In your light, in God's light, we see light. So now find God's light and let it free you from your burdens of hatred and resentment and hurt feelings. And let it give you joy and let it make you to start a new life, a beautiful life. This program is a 30-minute program. Some of you are getting the 15-minute version, so go to SheddingShackles.com. You can listen to the whole 30 minutes. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome back to Shedding Shackles. Shedding Shackles is supported by contributions from listeners like you. To view our many free resources and make a contribution, visit SheddingShackles.com. Today's program is dedicated to the topic of living in God's light. Living in God's light. And I said that God's light is enlightening. That's the true meaning of enlightenment. To become enlightened, you have to find God's light and live in God's light. But in order to find it and to live in it, you must love it. That's right. You must love God's light. And in order to love God's light, you must love truth. That's right, because the truth is, well, enlightening, isn't it? How many of you have been working on a math problem or something, and then all of a sudden you get it? Oh, I get it. Or someone tells a joke, you don't get it, and then all of a sudden you get it. Well, that's enlightenment. That's the eureka moment. That's the aha moment. 
But it, those are just very, very shallow examples, as beautiful as they are. As beautiful as they are, they're just very shallow examples of what enlightenment is, because enlightenment leads you to God. See, in his light, he leads you to him. It's an endless journey. It's a journey forever of seeing things more and more and deeper and deeper. And it's a wonderful, most marvelous journey you could imagine. You must begin that journey. Now, what has happened to you is that when you were a little child, people shocked you and upset you and pressured you, and they were willful. And they separated you when you became emotional. They separated you from your inner ground of good. They separated you actually from God's light in which you could have grown and flowered to become the prince or princess that you were meant to be. You could have been a Beethoven, a Mozart, a Madame Curie, a Sojourner Truth. You could have been a Susan B. Anthony or an Einstein. But instead, well, you were sidetracked. So now you must find your way back to the light. But where are you living now? You're living in your imagination. You're living in your imagination. You're hiding there. It's an alternative world in which you can think about what people said and resent them and judge them, and in which you can plan and scheme for the future and imagine glories, and where you can sit and worry and worry and worry and try to make things right, but worry never solved anything. Who said that? What you must do is find a way to stand back from imaginations that are being lost in it. Imagination has a proper use, which I will be talking about very soon. I have a clip from one of my previous programs, a very excellent program, best of program. But the wrong use of imagination is to hide in it. Now, you don't want to hide in it, probably, maybe. If you love the truth, you don't want to hide in it. But you are nevertheless, because you don't know how to get free from it. It's very simple. Don't struggle with it. Get the little meditation and practice the little meditation that I have and learn to stand back from your imagination. And then you'll be free, because now your imagination, what does it what does it do? It makes you worried, it makes you nervous, it makes you afraid. What is it that somebody said, the things that we worry about usually don't happen? Well, you sit there worrying about everything. So it's another burden. You want to be free. Learn how to stand back, and then you'll be able to use imagination properly. So you may say, well, What's the proper use of imagination? God gave us an imagination, you know. I will tell you what it is. It's not what you've been using it for, to escape into. See, the other thing is, although you have uh, ignored God and his light, see, that's why you don't have wisdom. If you walked in God's light, and you observed things in his light, then you would you would understand, you would have understanding. Have you ever had, when maybe when you were a little child, did you happen to have a grandma or grandpa who was good? Or an older person, an aunt or something, who was good? Maybe there was one in your family, one person who had patience and calmness and understanding. Maybe when you were a little child, you remember. And when you were playing, they just sat there and watched you. They watched you with a twinkle in their eye. 
They didn't try to pressure you and change you and do anything to you and force you to study. They didn't try to do anything. They just watched you with patience. And sometimes you had a little issue. Instead of getting angry, they just looked at you with understanding. It was so beautiful. Well, that's what you need. You need that understanding. You need it for other people, for your partner, for your kids, for your neighbors and colleagues. You need understanding. You don't need to hate them or judge them or feel guilty for hating them. Just see, watch them with understanding. And then you need understanding for yourself. That's right. You hated yourself too. You've turned your hatred upon yourself. You need understanding. Where does it come from? It comes from God. It comes from standing in His light and walking in His light and understanding things in His light. So that's what you need, is understanding. But I want to complete the little thought, the proper use of imagination. I'll tell you in a nutshell what it is by giving you a little example. Albert Einstein, when he was young, when he was a young man, or when he was a little boy, when he was a teen and a young man, he realized things by way of intuition. He said that intuition is the most important thing. And intuition is wordless. It's what you know in your heart. You just see. That's intuition in God's light. Your soul sees in God's light. It's it's similar to the aha moment or the eureka moment. You just realize and see and get it. Oh, I get it. It's intuition. It's from God. That's what the soul has. It's very beautiful. And that's where wisdom comes from and understanding and insights. So Albert Einstein didn't think up things that he came up with. He realized them in God's light. It was intuition. And then he put them into words, and then he put some math to them. And when he realized something, he also then sometimes did a little thought experiment. That's where he used his imagination. He imagined a man in an elevator, in free fall in an elevator, or he imagined himself riding along with a light beam, you see? So there he used his imagination. But it came after the realization after the under, after the intuition, first intuition, then the proper use of imagination. Do you get it? All right. So intuition first, last, and always. Intuition. And then everything else. Your words, your imagination, your movements, everything. Your breathing. Everything will express the good that comes from being close to God's light. Your whole life will change for the better and everything you do will have love in it. Your words, your thoughts. So now, after a lifetime of sinking into the imagination to escape, oh, that's what I wanted to say. See, even though you've been escaped, trying to escape from God's light, you knew it was there because it was there like conscience or like anxiety, a sense that you had done something wrong or weren't living properly, but you didn't want to realize and see. So you escaped. Where did you escape? Into your imagination. You improperly used your imagination to hide in. Now, do you get it? The imagination is where you hide from God. It's like Adam hiding in the 
hiding in the foliage, trying to hide from God, you see. So quietly admit in your heart things to God. He knows anyway, and he's always forgiven you. He's just waiting for you to see, that's all, and be sorry for what you've done wrong, but mostly hating other people and judging them and being selfish. And just see that, and, and then life begins anew in God's light. This time as a friend of God, not trying to escape from the light, but loving the light, like the rose lifts up its leaves to receive the warmth and light from the sun. That's the way you must be. So find God's light. It begins with practicing the little proper meditation, and it's free. I just published a new book. It's called A Walk on the Spiritual Side. Many people wish to have peace of mind, a sense of spiritual purpose in life, and above all, a right relationship with others, especially their loved ones. The secret way to the fount of understanding is there to be found by the sincere seeker, hidden in plain sight. The key to wisdom, love, and all the good things in life is found within. When you find this pearl of great price, you will begin a new life of purpose and joy. I'm reading from the back page of my new book called A Walk on the Spiritual Side. You can preview it free at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. But there's another way of living, responding to what you know in your heart. And then whatever action or word you speak or do flows from is an extension of your response to what you know in your heart, which is a far cry from what most of us do most of the time or all of the time, which is reacting to the outside. So may I recommend that you get the little meditation that will teach you how to become still and get a little separation from those thoughts that now pull you into them and those emotions that pull you into them. When you stand back, you're free to realize. You're free to understand and you're free to be patient. But when you're lost in your emotions and your thoughts, you're not free. You are compulsive and you move with impatience or anger or resentment. Stand back and you will discover a whole new way of living. And you will also discover something else. Not because I say so, but because that's the way it will be. You'll discover God's gracious forgiveness and his kindness. And life becomes sweet. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. 
please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.